to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast. Today, friends, today we have a special guest whose name is A.R. Mirabal. You may know him as an author. You may know him as a podcaster. You may know him as an oil painter. We will talk about that more. Friends, mm -hmm. welcome A.R. Mirabal. How are you today, A.R.? How are you doing? I'm great. Outstanding and improving, honestly. There we go. There we go. Hey, so you have so many things that you do. So can you tell us a little bit about that before? So I have a game uh, mm -hmm. that Robin and I um, talked about before you got here where um, you're Dominican, right? I am. And I'm Dominican. And as we know, right, uh, hopefully I'm not assuming we have a lot of <laughs> slang terms in the Dominican Republic, right? While we Very speak, much so. Yes. While we speak Spanish, you know, just like other Spanish speaking countries, there's, there's our own unique lingo that we use. Um, so later on in the show, not right now, because I want to know a little bit more about you. Um, we can put these words in a sentence and then see um, if Robin, who knows Spanish, can catch the meaning of these words. How okay. does that sound? That sounds fun. <laughs> I learned a lot, exactly. actually. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Can you t uh, tell us a little bit about all the things? So I'm really curious about oil paintings because I, I love, I don't know how to draw. I can only draw stick figures, but I appreciate some good art. So what can you tell us about your oil paintings? Well, um, I do do oil paintings. But I can't say that oil is the only medium I use. I mean, I've just been painting and drawing and just any level of paint or any art, honestly, is just like I've been doing it since, since I was a kid. I, I've sculpted. I did paper mache for a while. Oil is one that I do just end up going back towards because I, it's just an ease to me. Just like the way that the strokes, like I know what a stroke will do. I know little things that I can do, a little paint on the, on the toothbrush to make a star effect, a little salt and like letting it dry to like get like a crystallization effect on the paint. But really that's my favorite thing about painting. It's the same thing that I love about really all creations. The same thing I love about podcasts and same thing I love about authorship. It's, it's boundless. You can just keep working on it every day and you'll be better than you were on Tuesday. If you start on Friday, it's unreal. That's my favorite thing about art. I mean, just recently I did a painting that I threw when I went to DR I made a painting because I'm a nerd and I bring my paint set when I go to vacation with me. I can't lie to you. Nothing wrong and, with that. <laughs> uh, I actually threw some sand from the beach onto the paint. So, like, I now have a paint that is, like, forever Dominicanized, if you want to think about it like that. It just forever has that sand on there. And I, I love that. And those type of things are the same things I love about writing, for, for example, that I can just put portions of myself or portions of other people or my experiences or even places I've been to into the book. And even if the reader can't pick up on it, they'll feel it because I felt it. Okay. I love that. Isn't That's that really amazing? beautiful. Yeah. That's lovely. I love, I, I love how you say like, if you, if you start doing any of these creations and I love that you use the word creation, by the way, 
on on Friday by Tuesday, you would have seen some sort of improvement. And ain't that the truth, Robin, when it comes to <laughs> Isn't it? I like your attitude. I, I really like your attitude very much. Friends who are listening, DR, you'll probably hear it again and again in this episode. That's the Dominican <laughs> Republic. They're insiders, you know, friends, but I'm not. So I'll be right here with you struggling. <laughs> God, that is so funny. I actually have a friend that every time he, and this is a friend of mine. It's not that I just met this dude. I've known him for a while. Every time that he talks about, uh, you know, my country, he says, oh, you're going back to the, the, the Dominican? I'm like, no, the Dominican is my house. Yeah. Because I'm Dominican, right? <laughs> That's Dominican Republic. <laughs> not to be uh, confused with the other island. Uh, yeah, Dominican. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy, huh? yes. yeah. Because yes. sometimes people get confused. Oh, you mean you're from there? I'm like, no. I'm, and I have to direct them to next to Puerto Rico. I'm like, yeah. no. I mean, a lot of people don't know about the Dominican Republic, I found um, from talking to people. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like people are like, you know, Puerto Rico, Cuba, things like yeah. that. Immediately yeah. Go. But like the, the, the American Republic is because we never had a war with the American Republic. So it's like, ah, you know. <laughs> Next up, never do. <laughs> hey, AR, do you ever use water-based oil paint? Ooh. Or do you just stick with traditional oil paint when you paint in oil? No, I actually do. Um like I said, I really just try like um I'll tell you right now, the most addictive thing that i can like do is when i'm on instagram or on youtube or whatever platform you want and i'm scrolling by and i see somebody doing you know one of those quick little tiktoks or quick little youtube videos of somebody mm. making like a paint in a cool creative way that's it that's my obsession for the next three weeks i have to now master that technique that i saw like um you know the technique that i told you about with the, the toothbrush i just recently found out about that shut up before, you're painting I with a toothbrush Oh, no, no, no. What you do is that you oh. paint on the toothbrush itself and then you kind of like, um, you kind of like stroke the bristles. I know that sounded kind of weird, but you basically, <laughs> <laughs> you We're kind of just, friendly podcast. No, yeah, uh, no, what you do is you just kind of like, um, you know, stroke the, the bristles and it just splatters on the paint in a way that makes it look uh. like star systems or however <gasps> you want to do it. It looks like a splatter effect before oh. I was just taking a, a small paint and just making my own stars, you know? Nice. Hey, have you seen? So I follow, like I said, I appreciate art a lot. Um, and I think it's because I don't know how to do it at all. Um, and I follow this artist. And I don't know if you do that. He he doesn't look at the canvas, but paints and then and then yes. he turns it upside down. I, I totally forget his name, but we will put it on the show notes because I I hate acknowledging people and not saying their names. Um, but yeah, do you follow him? Yes, I also I'm just not good with names. I'm more of a, of a face and like a feature Dang. to the person. But um, no, that artist is phenomenal. I believe the one that you're referring to, he he made one of a lion with uh -huh. just black charcoal in his hand. I mean, it was phenomenal. Yes. But things like that really inspire me. And it's actually funny. Um, a lot of his art style is black and white. Uh -huh. like, kind of like that's what he does. And most of my first book, that's the style that I went to aesthetically for the entire book. It's fully black and white. Because awesome. I like the idea of the yin and yang effect and kind of like, you know, works itself into the story itself, too. But I'm a huge fan of those type of, I guess you can call it synergy. Uh -huh. Whereas, like the, the way that you feel about something and the little things that you add aesthetically to your piece 
are, are so much larger to you. And then when a person views your art or reads your art or however, how, or listens to your art, I mean, podcasting is an art, art as well. They can interpret it in any way they want to. And that is just my favorite. It's what makes me an artist. It's the thing that I love the most. It's the idea that I can create something and have my emotions to it and my ideas and, you know, my bias of the world. And somebody else can and look at that same thing and derive something completely differently. And we're both right. I think that's my favorite part about art. Isn't that great that we can look at something or read something? And I, th I think Robin and I, we love this too, how we can read mm -hmm. something and gain two different perspectives on mm. that work of art. Yeah. Yeah. I love My that. Favorite, when you watch like a really good movie with a friend and they have like, yes. a point of view that you've never mm -hmm. heard of before and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your podcast and I'm sure that our listeners can hear how good you sound because he's on his podcast equipment. Friends, A.R. Mirabal is the host of the A.R.T. podcast. Tell us all about it, which you can find on YouTube, by the way. Uh, yes, YouTube and you know, all the podcasting platforms so what ar tales and like i shorted it to just the art podcast is that first I actually started it as a i guess video blog for writing my book about a year ago which is yeah just about on the time of an exact year and change ago i started writing this book well, I actually had started writing the book a long time ago, but I had gotten in my head that I was going to finalize it. I was going to develop Neotino, the company that I have around it, and just start focusing on art and the things that I like. And when I knew that I wanted to go down that path, I just figured that with, you know, what can I utilize around me that is new in order to, like, connect to the fans more? Now, I didn't do any research. If I would have spent four seconds, I would have known that there were 9,000 other platforms doing the same thing. But... <laughs> At the time, I didn't do that. I just thought it was like, oh, it would be kind of a cool idea if I hop on and, you know, I record my goofy face talking about some, you know, whatever craziness I want to talk about. And I would just have an, like, as a fan, you would have an actual track record of me making my book. You would read the first, you would see the first episode, have my first general idea, and you would go down the, down the road until you had, like, a full book. And it would just be kind of like an intimate thing that I had with my fans. By the time I recorded my third episode, I realized that, I was going to start running out of material just because, <laughs> just because not that I wasn't working every day, but like, how is the third episode going to be significantly different from the second if I'm still editing or if I'm still working on a certain chapter? I just realized that I, kind of, I hit a wall pretty quickly. So I decided that, well, the same problems that I have, I'm sure other authors have. And again, when I thought of this, I really thought I was being nuanced. Again, four minutes of research nullified all of this, but... I was on that idea. I was on that track where it was like, well, let me just go ahead, reach out to other people that I know are in the same bubble as I am, indie authors, and I'll chat to them about the same things that I would normally talk about. And the very and I just lucked out, I think. The first three guests that I had are still friends of mine today. Like we still communicate. They have just been phenomenal peers in this. And from that point, I just knew that I was on a good vibe. And I just I liked what I was doing, and which is the, the should be the heart of anything really. And from there, just we're here. I treat it as a platform to support my fellow artists, to talk about my favorite thing, which is art, and anything in the middle, really. That that hit me hard when you said I ran out of material. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea of 
sometimes it's a good idea to just leap and just yeah. jump into a new activity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's so much information today. When you said, you know, without any research, respect for that in a way, because it is a way to do something fresh and it's a way to prevent analysis paralysis. And of yes. course, there's the time to do research and there's a the time to check out, you know, proper procedure for some things in life. But for creative pursuits, friends, I think there's a lot to be said for just going for it. Kudos to you, AR. Yeah. Kudos to you. I agree. Hey, Joa, do you know where he lives right now? Not in a stalkery way. I'm just going to say no. the state. We're where? not stalkers, AR. Don't worry. Uh, quite the contrary. I'm in Ireland. You're safe. <laughs> uh, I'm in Texas. He lives in a state that you have lived in and a state that I used to live adjacent to and have also lived in. Really? The world is so small. Yeah. Where? Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, that's where you at? Okay. <laughs> oh, pobrecito, that's no over there. Oh, uh, you have no idea. It hailed uh, yesterday and everything oh. comes over. Uh, oh. Oh. I don't yeah. miss that. I is it like an ice storm? Oh, yeah. No, it's an ice storm. I mean, the roads are completely iced over. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I go out there, I'm basically doing swan in the, in the lake with my car. <laughs> But it's a good Ooh. time, you know. <laughs> that fun is times. so funny. We get we get it's snow funny. in Tejas too. <laughs> yeah, remember? So I said El Paso doesn't ever get snow. Guess what happened? We got snow. Um, Wait. Oh my god. Yeah. Got, you have snow right now in El Paso. Oh, my god. oh no, no. Two days ago we had snow, like <gasps> proper snow. Yeah. Huh. I know, and it usually never happens. I thought. Are you, would be are you okay? Like, is That's everything crazy. okay? <laughs> They close everybody, everything over here when it happens. Yes. Yeah, because we yes. don't know how to do snow very well. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's better that way, maybe. Yeah. So tell us, AR, a little bit about your books. You mentioned them briefly. Let's hear all about it. Sure. Well, um, Allegory of the End, it actually kind of ties into what we are just talking about. So I went to school in Boston, went to Wentworth Institute of Technology. I was going for engineering. And while I was there, the, my favorite activity when I would hang out with my friends would be, as you would kind of assume, I guess, is that engineers would get together and talk about their vision of the future. I mean, that's what you got into engineering for, like how, what type of technologies, how the infrastructure could change, what you would do for energy, for green initiatives, X, Y, Z. And for me, when I, would, when I would get down into that, I would have like my story and there was, at one point after a couple of weeks of like doing this with my friends, my version of, of the future became solid i started adding characters to it and ideas and initiatives and plots and what would happen if this technology was to be introduced to society how the society would change you know what things because my favorite thing about technology isn't even necessarily the thing that you can automatically see but what happens after for example steve wozniak made the pc so i'm sure he could he could assume like the the connection globally that the computer could have like had but could he have foreseen facebook not a chance that's one of those things that you can only have even a an idea of after the technology has already been out for a while there's no way even the creator of it could think about the evolution at its genesis so as the idea uh, story started growing and growing and growing and i myself had a lot of just emotional things that i was going through during my college years, I just really influenced it. I took all of these ideas and merged them together into Allegory of the End, which was my first book. Now, at the time, I was an engineer, as I said. I had no intentions of being an author. I actually liked engineering. I like math. I like science. 
So that was just, it was a hobby, it was a pet project. But what happened is that those conversations with friends immediately was, eventually wasn't enough. It became an, an obsessive idea in my head. I would go to sleep thinking about it. I would wake up with it. I would be doodling class thinking about it. It just became obsessive to the point that I needed to start writing it down. And then when I did, I just, I, I felt a calling. Like I said, I liked engineering. I love writing. There's something about it that I have no problem working 16 hours on an editing day. And it's going to hurt, but it doesn't feel 16 hours. It feels like eight hours. Yeah. So is this allegory <laughs> allegory book? Is this your black and white book? Yes, it is. I wish I wish I could have a, like show it off for you. Like it's one I of my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. saw it. Yeah. I just followed you on Instagram and I was looking at, at your link tree. Yeah. So I saw the book and I remember you saying to us just not too long ago that you had the, the whole black and white concept and, and theme. And I looked at it. Yeah. No, it's very nice. Yeah. Cause um, the emotional, uh, baggage if you want to call it that they, <laughs> that brought the inspiration of the idea originally was actually i had this best friend that i have i moved around a lot just a cave at right there and there was a friend that i had in let's say like middle school elementary school that i moved around but i actually kept in contact with them throughout high school and everything else so when it was college time and i moved back up to boston to go to college he actually was my roommate so it was one of those things that we just thought it was going to be a perfect blend. Like we were friends forever. You know, we were in fifth grade, sixth grade together, and now we're going to be in college together. It was like, wow. even our, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even our families were like, wow, this is like cool. Right. Within a month, we hated each other. And I don't mean, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean over like, uh, you know, simple, like, you know, friend bickering or like being, being too close to proximity. It's that genuinely I had that situation of like, wow, we were friends at this age, but we're not anymore. Just our deals and how we view the world are different. Like, I just don't think we're like friends. And oh, wow. Yeah. And, and that was like a, a lot to take in at like, you know, 18 or whatever. But as I kind of matured through that, because obviously when anything happens between you and another person and you're that age, it's always mm -hmm. the other person's fault. Always. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. Always the other person's fault. <laughs> So when I was 19, 20, and I was able to like sit back a little bit too, I was like, yeah, you know what? I also wasn't a good friend either, you know? And when I was able to really understand the both sides of things, the yin and yang of that situation is when the book started coming in my head. And that's why the book is so black and white because it follows that level of friendship. You have Jin and Zayko, who at one point, and when they meet each other when they're young, are best friends. And then there's a 20 year time gap that the book is split into. And when they're older, when they're in their 30s, they're literally mortal enemies warring with one another. And the whole mystery, the whole thing is like, what got to this point? What would make people that were so dedicated to one another be so dedicated to ruining one another yeah. within a 20-year time uh, time span? And that, I mean, I, I love that. I'm a huge philosophy nerd. So like that whole thing is was the main inspiration. And then just because I'm a huge movie and film buff and like, honestly, pretty goofy, I instilled a whole bunch of comedy and little <laughs> jokes and little things that I just want to see. Cause that's what, how you make art. You just see things that you want to see in art and you know, you try to fumble it yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it. It's a representation of you, you know, in a yeah. certain medium. Yeah. That sounds really so, fun. 
It sounds amazing. Like this book sounds also, it's a very fresh topic because we don't get a lot of honest books exploring male friendship in a way beyond. Yes. Yeah, bro, let's go mm -hmm. watch a game. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm. I love that. That is fresh as anything. What's the title? Give me the title again, AR. Allegory of the End, Volume One. It's a book <gasps> one in the Death in of Order two. series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, friends, oh, wow. Allegory of the End. I'm like desperate yeah. to read it. That sounds phenomenal. I know. The book cover is great, too. I saw it. It's very artistic. Yeah. So uh, what comes next for you, AR? What's in the future? Well, actually, just recently, I'm going to I'm going to London, actually. I'll be kind of near the Ireland area. Um, and I have a merch line that I'm actually wearing my first hoodie of right now. And we're going to go and take some modeling pictures actually we're gonna go to london paris i'll be coming back for a wedding in las vegas so i'll be able to take a couple pictures there as well as far as as well as la hey. <laughs> and we're gonna be just be able to i'll be when i'll have that all compiled i'll be able to like really release the merch line how i want to and like per, uh, properly promote it and that will be hopefully first week of april that's kind of what we're aiming to to have everything like ready by then i have my first book well First book is, is still being, you know, marketed and everything that's so definitely pick it up. Second book is being written right now. And I'm actually gonna start dropping the first couple chapters of it on Kindle Vela because I, I've been hearing more and more about that. What? You're trying yeah. it? Oh. Yeah, well I I, I like the idea that instead of having my fans, uh, which are me and my dogs, um Is that why I hear little furry <laughs> friends? Oh my god, you can hear them. I'm telling you can yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I have more filters in this house than, you know, Starbucks, but it's not going to doesn't matter, evidently. Doesn't matter. No, it's okay. They're welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I just like the idea that when, instead of having to wait months and months and months for me to finalize this book, you can just get it right to the point. You know, you pay your four or $3 in order to, to read 10 something chapters whatever, or however Kindle Vela maths it out. And that's it. I, I like that idea a lot. And more so, it, there is like a comment section. So even just the feedback and the commentary that you can get from the people that will be reading it immediately instead of having to make an entire book. I mean, I love that a lot. So I'm going to try it out. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, what, what's going to happen? No one's going to come and arrest me. Yeah. Either yeah. it works out, it works out, or it doesn't. <laughs> we were just having that same conversation, Robert and I, before you joined in. We was like, hey, what's the worst that can happen? You know, somebody says no, you know, or somebody says yes. Uh, who cares, right? Might as well try it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Might as well try it. Have you looked in at the interface for Kindle Velo? Kindle, I say it wrong every time. Kindle Vela? <laughs> yes. Semi, semi. Like, uh, I know the whole coin system. I have read okay. like, a couple things on there. I mean, if it's changed, I guess I'm not too... No, I, I don't know. Well, it's so new. I was just wondering if you had any tips for folks because it's so new. And I know people are interested in it, but I also know a lot of people are hesitant to give it a try. And if you're an early adopter, it might be a real advantage mm -hmm. because there just aren't that many people taking the plunge. Again, like we said earlier, plunge, people. Take the leap. Plunge. Take the leap. Plunge. <laughs> No, I 100% I, uh, agree. Well, as far as anybody listening on there that is on the fence about it, I would say definitely go for it. So as far as things that you'll gain, you have a platform that isn't as oversaturated as the standard 
Kindle ebook paperback hardcover platform. Two, you have a more direct line with your with your fan base. You know, instead of dropping twenty six chapters of your book and then waiting for them to comment on Amazon, they yeah. can read two or three chapters and then tell you about it immediately. As you're which, writing the fourth one, which I yeah. that's phenomenal, I think. Which I think people are overlooking a little bit, AR, the benefit of that, you know, and the intimacy, if you will, with your reader, that you can have that comment and in some ways build the story together. Yes, because to me, I'm always looking, I mean, just like, you know, I'm a huge art nerd. I'm always thinking about like type of things like that. So to me, you always need to be like innovating in your craft. And specifically when it comes to writing, I think this is very innovative. The idea that you can just connect to your fans and like to your readers in such a timely manner, I think is, as you said, overlooked and way more crucial than I, pe- that I think people like let it go on for. Like the amount of things that even, I'm a huge plotter as far as like Panzer versus Plotter, but let me tell you, even with as many things as I scribble down and make sure I don't mess up on, I still mess up on things. So just being able to have that almost, I, I guess like, um, you can even call it an alpha reader instead of like a beta reader because alpha is like even significantly before that. It's that like you're having people that are automatically can just pick up on those little things before you have to go all the way down the road. And the cool thing about thing is that there is about Kindovella is that there is no downside. Let's say that you drop 27 chapters of your 28 chapter book on Kindovella. You can just leave it right there and then still drop your book on regular Kindle unlimited there is no wall or barrier stopping you from doing that you can double dip now people are not talking about that i was gonna say i didn't i didn't know that you can double dip the only thing is as far as like you know i should drop like all the information on it is they do require a three chapter minimum to start because the first three chapters are free that's that's the idea no matter no matter who you are the first three chapters on Kindervella are free, which again, I think is pretty well designed because the first three chapters are, are just supposed to be, you know, what gets the reader into it and it's supposed to get them on the platform to begin with. As you said, Kindervella isn't just new for the authors, it's new for the readers too. So having that initiative that the first three chapters are there and free for everybody, no matter who, you know, even if Stephen King drops something, it's going to be the first three chapters free. I think that's awesome. But then where it gets cool is that every chapter based after that is something that you control yourself. So whatever coin you want to charge per chapter is all der- derived based on how you want to do it. If you want to drop a 500-word chapter every week, you can price it so. If you want to drop a 4,000-one every week, you can price it so. And just oh, wow. that, exactly. And just how, how that level of iteration goes is phenomenal. So as far as recommendations... If you are going to try Kindle Villa, and it's not something that I've derived. It's also things that people that are doing well in Kindle have told me. They recommend that you start off with 10 chapters just so you're, you're not drowning. Because when you start dropping your chapters, you don't want to miss a week. That's deadly as far as um, as like this type of, type of content goes. Because when you have something on a week-to-week basis, your fans are going to be expecting it. Unless the chapter, uh, the, the, you know, the book or the story ends, that's fine but you can't just take a, a week or two off mid-season. 
so what so you gotta be prepared then exactly yeah. so you, you come you have your 10 chapters ready first three are free and then you just try your hardest to have one chapter a week huh. that way everything is staggered and there's never any like uh any layovers between chapters being created and edited and finalized and all that Okay, you're making this sound way more fun than I understood it before. Like, to me, I thought, what a hassle, you know? Why would I do this? But you're making it sound so fun. I want to start, like, right now, really, right now. That's cool. I, I might try this, too, AR. Maybe we should have an experiment and see how it goes. I am 100% down. Oh, nice. Always. No, yeah. So when are you going to drop on Kindle Bella? So what, what I'm going to drop or when? When? When I am, I'm hoping actually this month actually with the first chapter of what? Eyes of Mercy. Yes, it's actually a little bit delayed. I had planned to drop it, I think three months ago, but it was the same thing that I just said right now. I had a couple chapters, I had five chapters, but I didn't have like the the repertoire that I would have felt felt comfortable with because I just knew that when other aspects of the of like the career that I'm on right now start getting like a little bit hotter, you know, with the merch and just like running other things. I didn't want to be time constrained to like knock out a chapter in a week or, yes. you know, I'm going to like, you know, mess up the order of things. Because mm -hmm. I, I will definitely beat myself over that. I, I, I hate doing those little mistakes like that. So, so then you're a full-time creator now. Is that what I'm, I'm gathering? Yes. The, like oh. the, the, the leap of faith that Robin was talking about, I took that. I went, I, I left my solid stable engineering career <laughs> the tone in your voice when you say that <laughs> well it's just true because like i love my career so much more but like obviously it's uh, uh it's like on wobbly stilts yeah at, to begin with but again it's um honestly I, I can't say i would i would i would change it just like what i do day to day how things like go how how i interact i got my first fan mail this week which honestly like sent me Whoa. back Congrats. oh my god wow yeah mail to my house oh wow and That's like so I, yeah nice. i know where you live yeah no <laughs> i mean the jars of teeth were a little weird but like you know everyone <laughs> oh, god, don't say that no I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> oh friends and on that note it is time right now to play the lingo game Yay! where probably Joa and AR are going to make mincemeat of Robin. Let's see how it goes. No, no. Okay, AR, you ready? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you a word. Can you and then ask you to make a sentence with it? Uh, okay. First word, tigere. Oh, okay. Do I, <laughs> now, do I have to say this, the word in Spanish in an English sentence? No, no um, in Spanish. Yeah. Robin knows Spanish. Don't oh, okay, worry, friends. I'll translate. Don't worry. Okay, perfect. Yo fui la esquina este sábado, pero estaba montado con un reguero de tigre. Wait, wait, it's too long. I went to the corner on Saturday. What? The, like, the second part? Pero estaba llenado con un reguero de tigre. But it was full with... Uh, uh -huh. Tigre. Déjame pensar un poquito. Friends, I went to the corner on Saturday, but it was full of tigre. Let's uh -huh. be clever, friends. It was full of hmm, spaceships. 
That would have been cooler. That would have been cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is Tigre? I don't know. It's like hoodlum. Yeah. In a sense, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah those, those uh, yeah, people, they, they hang out in the street. Okay. They're the cool people that know all the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, friends, yeah. I went to the corner on Saturday, but it was full of hoodlums. Tigres. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's the first one I lost. Uh, no, minus one, it's for okay. it's minus okay. one for Robin, plus <laughs> one for Joa and AR. My uh, my brother used to say this thing that um, growing up that like uh, Tigres se conocen por, la, por las rayas, uh-huh. which is like it's like a play on words, like saying um, like tigers like know themselves by the by their stripes, but stripes yeah. are also like you know like stripes what you've done in the streets or like what you've done yeah. X Y Z. I was like that. Clever. Your brother is clever. Yeah, yeah. So no, don't, don't, it's like it's like people that just hang out in the streets that usually, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, that, yeah. Un tigre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, if your mom calls you tigre, that's a problem. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and you, you have a new word, friends. Tigre. No one wants to date a tigre. That's for yeah. sure. Okay. Oh. Es un tigre. Es un tigre. No. Saque ese tigre okay. de allá. No. Exactly. Get that. Get that. Uh-huh. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Don't bring home a tigre, friends. Don't, Don't bring, bring home a tigre. tigre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next, next. next word. I'll take the next word. The next word is vaina. Oh my god! Uh, That's slang. Oh vaina. my god! I, th- I thought that was a dictionary and everything. Yeah, no man, <laughs> slang. Vaina. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, la vaina que encontré en la tienda está bien buena. The vaina that you find in the store is, is what's the last part? Good? Bien buena. Mm-hmm. Oh, bien buena. Very good. Vaina. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it a brand name? No. <laughs> oh, no. my God. It should be now. It should is be. Yeah. A, a <laughs> I don't know what it is anyway. No. no. Is it, wait, wait, in the vaina. Is it like a pastry? No. Is it something you can eat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you go, of course. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What is it? Vaina. Okay. So, la vaina, AR's dog got it right. La, la vaina is. <laughs> dog is they got it right. They got it right. He was, he was telling you the answer, Robin. Uh, but now we found a language uh, that you don't speak dog, so that's okay. Yay! Hey. <laughs> I have a cat. You I speak, speak a lot cat. of languages, yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Yeah. So, vaina, vaina is a thing. So, that's vaina can be anything. Vaina. Yeah. Esa vaina. Oh. Esa vaina que compré. Esa vaina oh. ya. It's just, a, it can be anything. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's we like usually. Madre in, um, sí, como, or that thingy majiggy. Like, okay. See, oh, or that thingy majiggy. Like, you know, when you don't know the name thingy of something. Hey, that thingy majig over there. Yeah. La vaina. So the, la vaina. So the sense was oh that thing, the store is very good. Oh, <laughs> I was never gonna get that. Okay. No. Yeah. So I'm so. minus two. Joa and AR plus two. Mm, it's going well for me, friends. It's going well. It's going <laughs> well. It's going well. Okay. AR, you got the next one. The next uh, one is Guagua. Man, again, I could have sworn these were real words, but um, yo quería ir a la tienda, so yo me monté en una guagua. I know this word. You're hey! smart, guys. I want to go to the store, so I get on the minibus, the bus, there the little bus. Yeah. 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 I think guagua might be a real word, actually. 
Guagua. Well, it it depends because so um I'm married to a, a Mexican man and he didn't know what guagua was. He, oh. They don't call it guagua. Um, oh my god. Yeah, they call it uh let me let me ask. What do they call it? I know, good question. Hold on, because I, I got two lingos in the house. No, I I honestly think that that's like why I love like Dominican it's so versatile. Like baina, I'm still like laughing about that a little bit, honestly. <laughs> Okay. How do you spell it? I like that word. How do you spell it? I think it's B I with the little like hat on top and the A. Which one? Guagua or Vina? No, Vina. Oh, Vina. V A I N A. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. Vina. Yeah. Vina. I'm gonna use that with you now, Joa. Now that I know that, I'm gonna be like, la Vina. la Vina. Tú sabes a Vina. Where is it? Where is the thing? Where is the thing? And it's a WhatsApp too. Like, get la Vina. Uh -huh. hey, yeah. What's the yeah. thing? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. What's the thing? That How we're do doing? you say minibus in Mexico? What did your husband oh, say? Oh, my husband said camion. They use camion. No, camion is truck. No. Yeah. For, camion for us, camion is truck. Yeah. But uh, for them, in, yeah. Mm. No, camioneta is, yeah, like a pickup truck. Um, but yeah, for them, yeah. camion is that guagua, that bus that they get on. Yeah. So what's interesting, friends who are listening and may be very confused at this moment, <laughs> I use the word camion in Spanish to mean like a lorry, okay? Because most of our listeners are in the UK. So, or a lorry or a bigger truck. I think of that as camion. But, okay, in Mexico, camion can also mean, or does mean, the small little, Bus. you know those little yeah. small buses that are taxis? You see them everywhere. In every country, they have them mostly. And so you can call that guagua, or you can call that, the way I said it, guagua, it was like a, a duck quacking. Guagua. You don't say <laughs> guagua. Guagua. <laughs> it's <laughs> our public transportation. Yeah. Yes. It's that thing perfect. will be packed to filled. Like you have to stick your nose out the window packed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Oh, Are you all ready for it. the last word? I have the last word. Oh, boy. Final word. I could redeem myself. Final friends. word. It's double yes. or nothing right now. High stakes. Yes. I got double or nothing. Let's go in. Ready? All right. Cuando yo como tacos, me gusta con un chin chin de salsa. Hmm. Una vez más, por favor. Sí, cuando yo como tacos, me gustan con un chinchín de salsa. Okay. When I eat tacos, I like a tiny bit of yeah. salsa. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Nice. Un chinchín. Un chinchín. Uh -huh. Again, I did not know that was slang. I mean, like, I grew up with that. <laughs> That was an That's answer to how much you want. How much you want? Un ching ching. Un ching ching. Yeah. It's not measured. It's not measured yeah. at all. Un ching ching. And then that's up to the person what ching ching. ching. Yeah. yeah. Friends, friends, let's get to the point. I won. I am maske un ching ching excited, okay? Hey. <laughs> For sure, for oh, sure. I'm more than a little excited because, you know, the odds were stacked against me. That was super fun. See, I told you you will get it. Oh no, that, was, that was a fun game. Yeah. I have to ask, what is what is your favorite Dominican slang, Joa? Uh, my favorite, uh, I love que lo que. que, lo que. Oh, I mean, no, yeah, the beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Que lo que. I mean, you 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 can say so much with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine is fulano or fulano. Fulano. Oh, uh, sí, esa fulana, yeah. Uh -huh. Sí, sí. So like fulano, fulana, for the people that don't know, just means literally any random person. Yeah. So if you're saying yeah. a story, it was like, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy down the street, you'd be like, oh, fulano. Uh -huh. the, the, uh -huh. And just like the, the way the like, Dominicans are very expressive. Like they never say one thing like, you know, the, the same so yeah. like the first time they say like fulano, fulanita, uh -huh. eh, señor uh -huh. fulanito, da, 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 uh -huh. it's all it's always something they keep on adding on to it. And if the person is like you know comical, like my brother, like, oh forget about it. They'll say it. They create a whole personality. Yeah, a whole yeah. personality. You're there, it's like oh man, how's fulano doing? Yeah, yeah. Kids? Yeah, <laughs> or, or they describe them by what by what they wear. You know, el fulanito con la tight shirts que siempre tiene uh -huh. la, el poloche bien bien uh, tight. Yeah, uh -huh. so it's like it's always like that. Yeah, uh, no, okay, I, and I don't know if it's because we don't know names that well because I don't uh, I don't catch yeah. on to names that well. No, the Dominican storytellers are, are legendary, honestly. Yeah, yeah. What was yours, Kelo? Okay, what was yours? What fulano. did you say? Your favorite Fair was slang. fulano. No, she was asking yours, Joa. It was que oh, lo que. Oh, mine is que lo que, yeah. Que lo que is um, the, the little uh, version of what's up. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Que lo oh! que. Yeah. You see oh, somebody, you you're like, someone? que lo que. Yeah. Oh, que lo que. Yeah. And when you yeah. type it, they usually do que, lo, and then que uh, for short, mm -hmm. you know, typing it. Yeah. Oh. Que lo que. Yeah. 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 Oh. The acronym is literally K-L-K. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I never understood because K is spelled with a Q, but yeah. you know what? We'll leave yeah. that for another day. Hey, but we, yeah. Let, let's Friend. not question the lingo here. <laughs> the lingo of the Dominican such, streets. <laughs> yes. Be such insiders now. So if you want to send your friend a text and ask them how they're doing, just write K low. K I can already K. see Robin texting me. Que lo que. I can for already, sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's already happening. It's already in progress. But before we run out of time, AR, there's something really we need to talk about. I'm excited about this. I've actually been looking forward to this. Can you please tell us a very important story, which is about the Miraval sisters in the Dominican Republic? I definitely will. So Mirabal, I actually am a part of this family, which I, I can't tell you how proud I am Like since I've like heard the story. There was a dictator in, in DR, I was, what, close to 50, 60 years ago now, mm -hmm. named Turejillo. Yeah. Turejillo. Now, this guy was an animal. I actually looked him up in, like, the glossary of dictators, which is a real website. And, yes, I am on a list for that now. But I think that he's, like, seven or eighth, like, in history of, mm -hmm. like, brutality. He was, he was an animal. Like, there was an event that he killed 40,000 Haitians and mm -hmm. ran their blood through the river that separates DR and Haiti geographically, and mm -hmm. it literally turned the river red. Yes. Um, just an absolute animal savage. So here comes my, you know, my family members. You have the three Mirabal sisters, right? And Durejillo comes on to them and basically like, hey, you know, what's up, mommy? Let me get some, basically. And, and they're, they're like, yeah, no, we're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was an increased thing because Durihijo is a man of power. And yes. when you have that level of power, it's intoxicating. So he didn't just take their uh, their rejection lightly. It just kept an amp amping up and amping up and amping up until they were jailed. And even when they were jailed, he was like, hey, listen, are you sure you want this? And she mm -hmm. was like, no, nope, 
right here, buddy. Not happening. And it kept on ramping up until they were killed. Yes. And two weeks from their deaths, man was murdered. That, that was it. Two weeks from that point, he was found dead in his car, I believe, right? It, it, it was like mm-hmm. that. He knew that the riots were coming and he just like tried to flee it, but he ended up getting shot. Yeah, that within two weeks of that, it ignited the revolution in the country and brought the end of that dictator. And yes. just the, the level of like things that that has ricocheted throughout the country. I mean, they, the Mina Bob sisters are on the, on the $200 Besto bill. They got uh, the cover of the Time magazine in 2017 for like women, oh, women wow. in history. No, it, wow. it, it really is something that I, it makes me very truly proud. And if you were to break down my writing, you know, in a therapeutic way, Everything that I write is really their story said over and over again. That idea of revolution, the idea of like a person of the of the underdog of a small person just not giving in to the wave, to the tidal wave of this titan. Mm-hmm. That's something that will all forever speak to me, forever, all of life. And I, I just can't say how I can't put into words how much I, it actually like influences me and how much I, I just proud I am to be in that bloodline and to know that it's not just a thing that like they it's in my bloodline just a couple I, I can talk to my grandma about it and she knew them what are their names we must say their names Patria Menelva y Maria Teresa Mirabal the three Mirabal sisters the three Mirabal sisters who made the ultimate sacrifice history looks kindly on them but history will look kindly on all of us, friends, if we do what we can do every day. Friends, let's just take a moment, a somber moment, and let's remember these great heroes. They didn't wake up that morning thinking, I'm going to change the world. They didn't wake up that morning thinking, this is the day. Friends, we all can do it. We all have it in us. We all have it in us. Leap, friends. Leap. Take risks, take chances, be brave. And remember the Mirabal sisters. You can do it too. That was really powerful, honestly. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> Thank God we're not on a recording. Oh, on video, I mean. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong nothing, with that. And nothing yeah. wrong with that. Joa, it's time. It's time for us to go and take a leap. It's yes. time for us to go and save the world. One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.